1: it's the best of the Joe show running back some of the best audio you've heard on this radio station over the past 24 hours hopefully your Tuesday is going smooth I am Dan Day give me a follow on Twitter at Dan Day radio where you can always step into the day spa but we're going to do that in just a few minutes right here on the radio so hold tight on your ah it's going to make you say ah later on So we check in with the Joe Rose Show. They're going to be talking to Omar Kelly. Dan Lebitard Show has that useless sound montage that seems to be everyone's favorite. I know I love it. Then my guys, Hawk and Crowder, they might have been blacked out earlier today, but we're not going to black them out right here on the best of the Joe Show. What we're going to do right now, though, is... We are going to give you some headlines. Drew Brees broke two NFL records last night. Most career TD passes and highest completion percentage in a game as the Saints destroyed Indy 34-7. The Dolphins play Cincy at home Sunday at 1. Nolachari's hat trick led the Panthers past the Senators 6-1. The Cats are back Friday at the BB&T against Dallas. The Canes basketball team plays Temple in Brooklyn tonight at 9-30. Listen to it here on 560 The Joe. The Heat fell behind early, then eventually lost to Memphis 118-111. They look to rebound against the 76ers tomorrow in Philly. Todd McShay has released his mock draft 1.0. He has Heisman Trophy winner Joe Burrow going first to Cincinnati and Chase Young at number 2 to the Giants. The draft will be held April 23rd through the 25th near Las Vegas. Tate Martell has returned to practice as the Canes continue to prepare for the Independence Bowl where they will play Louisiana Tech on December 26th. The Pelicans take on Brooklyn tonight as they look to end a league worst 12 game losing streak. No timetable for Zion Williamson's return has been revealed. And now, let's take a step into the day spa. Ah. On a recent welfare check, Utah police found a woman dead in her apartment. As they searched further, they found her husband dead in a freezer with a notarized note from 2008 stating that his wife did not kill him. So for 10 years it was, oh, I need a chicken pot pie and, hi honey, rest in peace. After spraying an excessive amount of air freshener, then lighting a cigarette, a British man's car exploded. Man, I want to smoke, but I also want my ride to smell fresh. What do I do now? A Uganda man claims his farts kill mosquitoes that carry malaria. Killer farts are taking a chance at getting malaria. Uh, Closing out the day spa, happy 83rd birthday to Pope Francis. That is all. Now on to weather brought to you by Hylia Park. Tonight's forecast calls for rain with temperatures in the mid-70s. We'll see you at Champion Simulcast Center and Sports Bar at Hialeah Park on January 12th for the National Horse Players Championship Qualifier. There's $10,000 in prize money up for grabs, and the winner earns a seat in the Las Vegas Finals. Register now at Hialeah Park. Nobody gets you up in the morning like Joe Rose and his merry men. It's Joe Rose, Zach Krantz, Happy Birthday Hollywood, today is Hollywood's birthday, and Biff. They were talking to my man, Omar Kelly. Why is Omar Kelly my man? Well, because he's my man. And we also work out at the same gym. What did they talk about? Well, they got deep into the Dolphins. Like, no to Rosen, but will he be back next year? Nothing wrong with Tannehill, but rate the rookies, Dolphins still tanking, and their biggest need. You just heard the coach talk about Mm -hmm. last two games, no Josh
2: Rosen. Are you surprised? Did you think maybe Chris Greer and the head coach would get together and say, let's give him one last shot here at the last two games of the
3: year? No. Ryan Fitzpatrick is really playing so well that I don't think there's a chance you're going to see Josh Rosen. And truthfully speaking, I don't think they need to continue to evaluate him. I think they've seen what they need to say, see and have said what they need to say. They're saying he's practice improving in practice, but it's very clear and evident that Josh Rosen is not the future of the Miami Dolphins.
2: Just to follow that up, you think the, the front office and even management and everybody else is aboard on this, or you think they'd like to see Josh Rosen play?
3: No, I think management is fine. I think management was probably the reason you saw him early in the season, and 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 I can't sit here and say that somebody didn't force Brian Flores' hand. I know, I know he'd probably never admit that, but no reason that Josh Rosen was starting earlier in the season other than somebody forced him to because he did not practice, outperform uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick. But hey, they need to see it. They took a look, and you know it looked really horrible, and then they went back to Ryan Fitzpatrick. And I, I make the argument to people all the time, um, including my. My colleagues. Ryan Fitzpatrick is the only reason this team has three wins. Why would you, you know, bench him when? He's allowing you to actually get a decent evaluation of the team.
4: It's amazing, Omar. Because if you would have asked me fourteen weeks ago, what are they? Three and eleven. If you would ask me fourteen or fifteen weeks ago about what the future of Josh Rosen and Ryan Fitzpatrick was going to be, I would have told you Ryan is going to play some of the season and then he'll be off to whatever happens after the pasture, whatever it is. If he wants to retire, but Josh Rosen's definitely going to be back on this team next season. Has that changed in your mind? Because the way I look at it right now, I don't think Josh Rosen's even back on this team next year.
3: No, I don't think. I don't think it's situational where he's not going to be back on the team uh he's really cheap which is part of the reason why they traded for him um i believe it's like l- less than six million dollars for you know the, the f- four four remaining three years on his contract uh And I don't see any problem with carrying three quarterbacks on your 53. I mean, it's not going to prevent you from doing anything. But if some team wants to step up and say, hey, we want Josh Rosen, let's trade for him, um, and offers up a late-round pick, I'm sure the Dolphins would take that. But I I don't think there's any harm in them carrying three quarterbacks. I definitely want Ryan Fitzpatrick back on this team. I hope he's not interested in retiring, and I don't think he is because he's enjoying football too much. And, And hopefully they figure out some way, whether it be free agency or the draft, to address the quarterback position. But keep in mind, let's just say they do do draft Tua. He's not going to play for an entire year. So you're going to need another quarterback. You're going to need two quarterbacks, if not three, to to one to to work the practice squad. So, So there's no shame in Josh Rosen being back here.
2: See, I don't think he's going to be back. I can't even imagine. Josh I keep hearing Rosen that. Being I, a, a I, I third quarterback, that. I just don't know. This hasn't worked out on two teams, especially in this situation. The rest of the league's got to be going. Oh my God, how bad has he mm. been? And not just not just in the locker room, or not just on the field, oh. but the, all the other stuff. How how bad has I, it
3: been? I, I don't like that. I don't like when people say that. I mean, yeah. He's got other interests outside of football, and and you know, I've heard him discuss some of these things. And you know, he cares about the environment. He cares about recycling. He cares that yeah. You know, there's no shame in guys having other interests outside of football. To me, whether he puts it before football, I don't like. I don't like that. That I don't like saying that. I don't like that being the theory why he's not good. You know why he's not good? He's not good because he can't read defenses fast enough. That's the bottom line why he's not good. It was why he wasn't good in Arizona, why he wasn't good with the Dolphins. Who knows if he begins to speed up his processing speed when he's in his second year in this offense. We don't know. Do I have a belief that he's going to be a good quarterback? No, but I don't. Um, I didn't have that belief when they traded for him. I'm I, I begging them not to do it, but it is what it is. He's yours. You traded for him. To me, That counts as one of the two quarterbacks I'll allow Chris Greer to draft. And after that, you know, it's probably time to move on. All
2: right, I want to ask you about another guy since you just talked about Josh Rosen. Ryan Tannehill. Mm -hmm. He's going to end up getting a contract in Tennessee. Have you been surprised Mm -hmm. after? Now they're saying he's a great locker room guy. He's got the whole locker room. And it wasn't too long Mm -hmm. ago he was getting bashed for the Mm -hmm. locker room
3: and the defense. Mm -hmm. And and, uh, your
2: friend Mm -hmm. didn't like him and the whole group.
3: My friend, which friend is that? (laughs) Oh, oh, I I assume you mean Miko. Oh, please come on. There's a lot more people than Miko who didn't like Ryan Tannehill. Um, Listen, props to Ryan. I'm proud of him. The fact that he lost to Houston, I'm sure he's going to lose again to Houston. We know what he is. Ryan is not clutch. He's the great. We know what he is? Yeah. Well, you say he, whatever you want. He,
2: my man's getting a—he can get a four or five-year contract, don't you think? Don't you think Tennessee great gives him them-
3: for him? Great for him. I knew Ryan when he left. I knew Ryan was going to play till he's forty. There's nothing wrong with Ryan. He's just not a winner. Like, there's there's absolutely nothing wrong with Ryan. He's going to have an Alex Garst... Uh, uh, um, what's the quarterback Alex for the Smith. 49ers?
0: Right, Alex Al- Smith. No,
3: no, no. no I, don't even, I wouldn't even say he's going to be Alex Smith. He's going to have a very respectable NFL career, and Tennessee's a perfect place for him. That system is perfect. That O-line is perfect. That running game is perfect for Ryan. But the bottom line is, he's not going to win there. He's not going to win. Like, I was not surprised that he lost to Houston. And I won't be surprised if Houston wins that division because Ryan is going to short-circuit when, when his team needs him the most. Oh, Marie, were you going
5: to say story. Jeff
4: Garcia? Were you going yeah, to say Jeff Garcia? That's you were going right.
3: to say. Yeah, I think I was going to say Jeff Garcia, right, yeah. Right, yeah. How the so hell did you come he, up with Jeff Garcia? He's going he, to play. Ryan's going to play until he's like 40, and we're going to be sitting here. Look, here's the thing. How long will we have to wait for him to win us a, a division championship, division title, till he's, what, 40, Till in his 12th year? I'd rather have Ryan Fitzpatrick. I do, and I'm pretty sure the team would too.
2: Oh, I think, no question, for this team right now, I, I, I agree with you on that. Fitz, Fitz is much better for this team than Tannehill would be. First of all, Tannehill wouldn't be scrambling around. He'd just be he'd be bending down like Eli Manning taking sacks. Yeah, I
3: I, I agree. There would be 60 sacks on this team this year if Ryan Tannehill was a starting quarterback. I've I've thought long and hard about it, and I'm sorry. I I still, even though Ryan's doing amazing, he's got great numbers, I still would say Ryan Fitzpatrick is a better quarterback. Well,
2: let's jump on to this next one. Through 14 games, I'm doing a Sun-Sentinel special here. I want you to rank the top five, this off the top of your head, because you're Around it, you know these guys from this rookie class. Not necessarily just draft, but rookies in general. Who's your top rookie? rookie? Who's your top rookie this year? Preston Williams.
3: Preston right. Williams is our top rookie. Who would be second? Um, um I'm debating whether it's Nick Needham or whether it is um, um Christian Wilkins, and I might go with Nick Needham. That's why I no, I, got, I, I got
2: Christian Wilkins second.
3: And I got Wilkins three. And I got Needham third. What, what is Christian and, – and, and I don't want to get into the, the hate and this is – but what has Christian Wilkins done this year?
2: Taking a lot
3: of st- – I mean, he's had some good plays. He's not as
2: dominant as we need him to be, I agree. Has he had bigger plays? He's probably,
3: he probably played. He probably played 700 snaps a season. He might have had like. Mm, I'll be generous. to Take 50 good plays, and you could blame it on the talent around. He got. Oh, he got abused yep. against the Giants. Yep. He it had, was ugly. It was it was horrible. But
2: and I have Nick Needham even, third with you guys. I I do have Nick Needham third, and whether he's second or third, he's been he's been one of the top two or three stories right up there with with Parker, Preston Williams, and Needham have been damn good stories. I'm with you.
3: Then you got Michael Dieter. Then you got Chazalhun. Then you got Patrick Laird. I mean, okay, no, that's uh, it. Got,
2: that's a list. That's that's it. It's not good. Yeah, enough, we got by Van the way, the whole group.
3: No, the whole rookie class is not good. Van Ging- not good
4: I right would now. think Van Ginkle's got two more games. Get on that No, top he, five. he.
2: We don't have a grade. He can't in the Herald. He's, in he's the incomplete. Sunset, no, you don't get a grade yet. Incomplete. Can we no, give him no, an incomplete right no, now? No grade ben yet. Ginkle? needs yeah. to play more.
3: All, all of them get incomplete for the rookie season, even though they played a lot of snaps. And you know, this season is you know how you define the season. Count out count out the number of players who got here on Wednesday or who got here on Tuesday and started on Sunday.
2: Well, that belongs like, mostly to the cornerback position. And yeah, there's some
3: position. defensive linemen in there too. There's some uh, it, it's ridiculous. I think there are like four players who got here on got here and started, and you know Albert Albert uh, Adrian Colbert's one of them, and he think he's doing he's doing quite quite well. He's doing okay. He's doing okay for himself. But when people tell me like, oh, these guys aren't tanking. Oh, please, like no no team in the NFL one plays 70 players and two claims players off the practice squad or elevates players up up uh, uh, you know up from the practice squad or claims guys off the waiver wire and then starts them the next week what team? I, the dolphins have only done this once in their history of the franchise and he didn't even start and that was Michael Thomas. Yeah. he didn't start he just finished that patriots game like nobody does this the dolphins have done it all Season
2: long, yeah. I, you know, it's funny because the guys will say, "No, no, we're not taking it because we're playing our ass off. We're coaching our, we're we're coaching mm-hmm. and trying to win." But, but you're right. You just don't have a lot of horsepower in the engine, which is like you, go, you go know, out I, and play and play hard and let's let's have a couple of you guys shine that we didn't count on shining. Some of you young guys, so we can have you back. You, it's just not you, a good enough roster.
3: Uh, you know what? What's the one way? And I've thought about this long and hard, and I haven't really anything about it, it. What's the one way you sabotage a team? You short circuit their offensive line. You prevent them from getting any continuity, any consistency. Now, I'm not saying that that unit has produced, but I'm sorry. You're now rotating guard. And I get it. You want to evaluate and you want to look at players. But how? The, if you talk all year about, oh, it's important for a unit to get chemistry and develop and cohesion, and then you, you completely just like, okay, we're going to look at this group this week. Okay, we're going to look at this group next week. Okay, we're going to rotate these guys into every other two series. Like, what the hell are you doing?
2: I don't disagree and it really shows when teams blitz oh god when teams blitz and guys don't see it and uh, unblock blitzers from b- hitting gaps and on the outside you just got to play together there's no way I mean everybody wants to have this the same five play together so y- you have a chance and then I just agree yep. the overall uh talent of that group was just even getting rid of your left tackle was still just Absolutely overlooked and put in this situation.
3: To, to their to their credit, Julian Davenport is playing better. He has played better the last two weeks. And- and that's an important evaluation that you need to have. You traded for him. You got him on the land trade. And he looks like he's decent. He looks like he's salvageable. Maybe you put him at right tackle and, and move Jesse Davis to right guard after you go get yourself a real legitimate left tackle. It'll be interesting to see what they do. But the number one position that I think they need to address outside of offensive line is pass rushing. You have 18 sacks in 14 games. 18 sacks in 14 games. That's horrendous and it's not like they're not trying they're just horrible at it.
4: By the yeah. way, Chase Young's got sixteen and a half for the season.
2: Oh no, yeah, if, man. If you're picking two, you gotta take it. It's a no brainer at this You've point. Right? Burrow him. goes
4: one and the Dolphins have a chance of two, it's a no brainer for Chase Young.
3: I was having this conversation on Twitter with people I respect and and we're they're like, Oh, he's not a scheme fit for this scheme. I'm like, one, the scheme sucks. So I'm not I'm not caring about building around this scheme. Go get the best pass rushes that you can because nobody on nobody on that team can disengage from from an offensive linemen and actually go get a sack. Nobody, not one person. It's sad. It's very disappointing. Those but are it, you know. hit the
2: one and two positions for me right there is no pass rush. And we watched Eli Manning. If you're looking to get healthy, hell, he still mm. threw three picks, mm. but I want Eli Manning. Time to throw the football when he's looking around for guys. That that's what everybody you got, got all day.
3: day, and then then you want to sit there and criticize Nick Needham and like I remember when people were like, oh look at look at Xavier 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 um, what's this uh, Howard Xavier Howard oh look uh, uh, Martin Cooper was killing him yeah Martin Cooper got to run double moves all. Game long, because the Dolphins could get any pressure, nobody can defend double moves all game long, one-on-one, solo, no help. That's ridiculous. If you want the defense to improve, you've got to get a pass rusher. If you want the offense to improve, you've got to go get a left tackle. Um, I, I would say, you know, right now I would put those needs ahead of quarterback because I think if Ryan Fitzpatrick comes back and he's got a better team around him, they got a chance. they got a chance to do something.
2: they got to take a quarterback in the first or second round. They have to. Mm-hmm. Don't they? I don't
3: know. Come on, man, Joe. I don't want to do it just to do it.
2: No, it's got to be somebody like. you like. I, I agree. It can't be. Hey, let's no, take somebody to keep him. our. Yeah, you. I agree. You got to go. That guy's he, got a chance.
3: I don't love Herbert. I'm not. I'm not interested in settling. Me neither. I, I I'll wait. I I'll wait another year if Tua's gone. I will wait another year. You got to wait another year, ready for Tua. I. Uh, I wait another year.
2: Chris Greer is, has uh, is got to make some really, really tough decisions, mm. man. And it is not going to be Mike Tannenbaum. It's not going to be Adam Gase. It's no, not going it's, to be, it's gonna be yep. him. We'll see you ahead. Anyway, thank you, Omar. Thanks for
1: coming on, man. I appreciate
3: it. All right, gentlemen. Always a pleasure.
1: Omar covers the Dolphins like nobody else. I'll see you at the gym, my man. You know who else loves the Dolphins? Oh, Dan Levitard and the Dan Levitard Show. Here's a little bit of what they have in store for you in just a few minutes. This is what's been playing since quarterback for the Miami Dolphins.
6: Dante Culpepper, Joey Harrington, Cleo Lemon, Trent Green, John Beck. There's some good names here. I thought Beck was going to be the one. Chad Pennington, Chad Henney. Tyler Thigpen, yeah, <laughs> that's, a good, that's a good name, Thiggy. Matt Moore, more Matt Moore. Ryan Tannehill, that was a seven-year run of Ryan Tannehill. Yeah. Jay Cutler, the Jay Cutler <laughs> year. Brock Osweiler, Brock. yes. Brock on.
1: Ryan Fitzpatrick, their leading rusher this year. Good God. That and the useless cell montage next on the Best of the Joe Show. Welcome back to the best of the Joe Show. Running back some of the best audio you've heard on this radio station over the past 24 hours. I am Dan Day. Follow me. Well, in real life, but also on the internet. Twitter, at DanDayRadio. I want to say happy birthday to DJ Homicide of Sugar Ray. I can remember when this song first came out. Mind-blowing. I could not believe it. Still, pretty good jam right there, Sugar Ray with Fly, happy birthday once again, 48 years old, DJ Homicide. Something else that's mind blowing? The Dan Levitard Show, Useless Sound Montage, maybe mind numbing is the better term, plus they talk about how the Dolphins would have ruined Drew Brees. Yeah, Obviously, they're a great team. Uh, They have great players. They have a great coaching staff. They just do a hell of a job and great respect for them. But this game wasn't going to be about them. It was going to be about us.
4: We're going to go out day by day and keep this process moving.
6: I just think this team has a lot of heart, a lot of spirit. They got out to a fast start. We started slow.
4: I think you benefit
1: from all experiences in the NFL. Good and bad. Ten wins is, is a, a good place to be, but there's a better place to be, and that'd be 11 or 12.
4: I think we're like 2-14 and 14 now against the NFC East, you know, which isn't a very good record. Every year is different.
1: Last week was last week. Whatever happens,
5: happens. Um, we just... Uh... <laughs> Got to be a little more opportunistic when we have opportunities.
6: Every single
2: opportunity represents a chance to do your best. It's made us uh, mentally calloused, and so no one cares about that, but that's what it does.
7: That's really what it's all about. One game season, winning one game at a time. You know, we've got to finish strong. It's a two-game season. you got to get that first one to, to get the second one.
6: I mean, there's a, there's a time to breathe fire, and there have times when I do that after a loss, especially after a loss like this. Um, I was not breathing fire in there today. I think it's a testament to our
8: culture. I think it's a testament to our organization, a testament to Coach Carroll.
1: Just what the doctor wants get you out of the whatever you're in. Who can you run to? Who can you trust?
8: Camaraderie certainly
1: is built stronger when you win. We had a lot of third downs, so I think just being better on first and second down. I don't
4: look
3: at the points, you know, as long as you have one more point than the other team. That's part of the NFL. Now everything goes your way.
4: In this game, definitely, you know, there were some things that weren't great, but that's, that's football. That's the NFL, and if you can overcome adversity within a game, in the NFL like that, then you've got a chance.
3: When you hit
5: situations like that, you can go either north or south. You know, we chose to go north with it. I'm not a big guy
7: on trying to forecast the future or anything. It's more try to handle what's right in front of you and, and be the best you can
2: every single day. My goal is to be the best decision maker I can be on every play.
7: It was awesome. It
4: was a lot of fun. They got us the last time, and they kicked our tail. And they had a great game plan. And we just got to come
6: prepared each each day this week. We got bullied. You know, we we did. Winning is the best deodorant. There's no question. We needed to play our kind of game. You know, we fought. We have fought through adversity. We've hung in there. Like I said, all these you know, all these close games could have, should have, would have. We
2: operate where we need to be when when these games become continue to get more and more important.
5: When you see them passing a rock like that and everybody's catching it, you just get overly excited for the offense. Man, it was a tough, hard-fought game, (laughs) but we expected that. They're a rough-and-tumble outfit. We've got to tip our caps to those guys and congratulate them, um, not only on winning the game, but just blinking and making the significant plays and the significant moments. I mean, how, how fitting that you would
4: ask that question, Paul, that of all those plays in that game, walking in here with stretch, I said one idiot is going to ask me that question.
3: (laughs) You just got to be able to turn the page, live in the next moment, um, take care of the next moment, and focus on the next task at hand.
2: Like, okay, whether it's on the 20-yard line or the 11-yard line. Like, let's go back and talk about the game, Paul.
6: Wait a minute, <laughs> Rabel's got no time. <laughs> Tomlin, Tomlin, uh, after losses, you don't get as much Tomlin. But I didn't understand Tomlinese. I thought blinking was uh, was a bad thing to do; that you didn't want to blink.
4: What was amazing, and hopefully we can isolate this sound, is Tomlin put all his greatest
6: hits into one quote. <laughs> but but help me though, because one of the greatest hits, I feel like I misunderstood. I think he said credit to them; they blinked. I thought blinking was a bad thing was blinking not a bad thing we don't blink
4: you you can't blink you have to stare you, you win a staring contest by and not blinking and let's be clear he tipped the
6: cap stugatz and cody were also talking uh during the break about how uh funny and depressing it is that nick saban as coach of the dolphins had a chance to get drew, drew Brees in 2006 and because uh drew Brees, if, if they merely had a different doctor
4: right right The doctor at the time was Dr. Connell, Danny Connell's dad, and... They had told Nick Saban and the Dolphin organization that the safer play was Dante Culpepper. Drew Brees was just coming off an injury. Shoulder injury, by the
6: Mm -hmm. way. And so, Safid Dean of the Sun-Sentinel has a list here of quarterbacks the Dolphins have paid and played since then. Okay? (laughs) So, as Drew Brees has been steady, consistently, uh, you know, touchdown guy for the ages, this is what's been playing since quarterback for the Miami Dolphins. Dante Culpepper, Joe Joey Harrington, Cleo Lemon, Trent Green, John Beck. There's some good names here.
4: I thought Beck was going to be the one.
6: Chad Pennington, Chad Henney, Tyler Thigpen. Yeah. That's, a good, that's a good name, Thiggy. Matt Moore, more Matt Moore, Ryan Tannehill. That was a seven-year run of Ryan Tannehill. Yeah. Jay Cutler, the Jay Cutler year. Brock Osweiler, yes. Brock on. Ryan Fitzpatrick, their leading rusher this year. Good God. Wow. Wow.
4: Now, Billy brings up a good point where
8: he thinks the Dolphins would have ruined Drew Brees. I think that with all the teams that I like, I'm like, oh man, we could have had this person, nah, but it's this team that I like, so we would have just messed that up. I'll never amount to who it was. Who was the guy that the Dolphins, it was, God, his name's escaping <laughs> okay. me. The There's Bears, been so many. The Bears quarterback, the Dolphins fans were chanting for wanting. Oh, Osweiler, I think. No, no,
6: it no, was it was uh it was Brady Quinn, wasn't it? No, it was sadder than that.
8: I'm going to look up his name. <laughs>
7: you was... don't remember? Yeah, it was sadder oh, than that. Oh, wait Brady a minute. Quinn. It
6: wasn't a- Grossman was it? It wasn't Rex Grossman. No, wasn't How sad they were! Wa- no, I think it was. I think it wasn't it Rex Grossman at a at a spring practice that they were chanting his name.
7: It can't get sadder than Grossman. It had to be Grossman. I remember his face, but it wasn't Grossman. No, you remember
6: when the Dolphins sent a helicopter in a rush to get Jeff Fisher over here for an interview because yeah. he couldn't be bothered with driving the ten minutes?
7: <laughs> and then they scared off Peyton Manning with the helicopters following him. It was Kyle Orton. Yes, <laughs> Kyle
6: Orton. Oh yeah, Kyle Orton. Yes. Orton. <laughs> yes. Good good call, Billy. You were, and it is sadder. We were both wrong, Chris. It is sadder than Brady Quinn. We Kyle, want oh, Orton yes. Chants. They were chanting for Kyle Orton. They could have had Drew Brees and that's how desperate for a quarterback the Dolphins are. This while Drew Brees is setting all the records and last night, what was the quote that he gave uh, you and Cody goosebumps with?
4: So Drew, of course, because he's Drew, wasn't satisfied with his 96.6% accuracy against the Colts. And the quote is, if I just set my damn feet and throw it to the running back, it's 30 for 30. So that one's going to haunt me for a while. Imagine that. Could have been
6: perfect, though. That would have been better. <laughs> yeah. I think I can understand why it is he would feel that way. Wait
4: a second. He broke a single season uh, record for accuracy in an NFL game. He broke the touchdown record last night for a e- career. But evidently,
6: the one in completion was just a <laughs> fundamental mistake. Of, cl- of course Drew Brees would hate that he make a, made a fundamental re- mistake. I love the idea that Billy thinks that if Drew Brees had been Miami's quarterback. It just would have been batted balls into the ground until he had to leave the league because he was too short. Right. Something
7: would have. Happened. Something always happens. It wouldn't have worked out that way. Saban wouldn't still be here. Something would have happened. I Tend to agree with Billy. To be honest,
4: Saban would have messed that up. Of all people, no, it not him.
7: So- Something would
8: have gone wrong. When T Y Hilton was in the NFL draft, he went obviously to my school FIU. So I was like, oh man, the Dolphins can just get him. He's right here. Why wouldn't they get him? It makes sense. He's right in their backyard. And then he got drafted by the Colts and Andrew Luck, and I'm like, yep. Better, better for him.
1: <laughs> Here is what Drew Brees said about that one missed pass on a historic night last night.
2: I'll be honest with you, you know, you always think about the one that, that you missed, right? And if I just set my darn feet and throw it to the running back, it's 30 for 30. So that, that one may haunt me for a little while.
1: Going to haunt him for a while. King of New Orleans, cheers to him. Up next, the Kings of the 305 and pretty much all South Florida, Hawk and Crowder. Maybe that's an overstatement, maybe not. Listen and find out. It's the best of the Joe show. It's the best of the Joe show. Running back some of the best audio you've heard on this radio station over the past 24 hours. Happy birthday to Ryan Key, lead singer of Yellow Card. Congratulations on turning 40 and for writing one of my all-time favorite songs that you're listening to behind me, Ocean Avenue. Hawk and Crowder, they're some of my favorites. They're talking about how Drew Brees could be a Dolphin's favorite.
8: All right, my gut instinct is we have a, uh, a smaller-than-normal audience right now because the 790 AM signal is not working, from what I'm told. The only way that you're listening to us right now, I would imagine, is either the Radio.com app or FM1043HD2. And uh, I'm guessing someone is working on getting the 790 signal up and functioning. Was it working yesterday when we were on the air? I guess not.
7: No, it was not.
8: All right. So from 2 till 3... FM 104.3 HD2 or radio.com, and obviously if you could tell your friends and neighbors, we'd appreciate it, because if you're hearing us, it means you already figured it out. And Then come 3 o'clock, we'll begin our simulcast on 560 The Joe, 560 AM as well. More people will be able to hear us, but I have, I have a feeling this is almost like a, an intimate night with yeah. uh, Hockman and Crowder, you know. Madonna it just started like a little week-long uh residency at the Fillmore in Miami and she's used to playing stadiums but now she's doing these intimate nights at the Fillmore and I think that's what's happening on this uh this radio program right now so,
5: so we could push the envelope a little I bit.
8: feel like we could push the envelope a little bit because you know you, we could try out some some material yeah. if you will because um who
5: regulates us the FAA
8: yeah the FAA so if you're if you're in line for landing right now uh because careful because we're coming through on our HD signal.
5: F somebody. Yeah,
8: F some. F them all. F them all, Jack. The FDA. The FDA, that's right. So if you get the (laughs) salmonella by listening to us, it's not our fault.
5: I don't know who's my boss.
8: Does the the Drew Brees stuff? hurt a little bit more for Dolphins fans than, like, everyone can do this. Oh, you could have picked Matt Ryan. Oh, you could have picked, you know, Russell Wilson. You, you, like, that happens all the time. Yeah, When you're drafting someone out of college, that stuff is a crapshoot. Sometimes it's going to work, sometimes it's going to not. So I don't give that stuff too much credence. The, hey, you took Jake Long and you could have taken Matt Ryan. Look, you're trying to fill positions of need and, and you don't know. Like, you don't know when Tom Brady's going to be Become a fifth rounder that becomes the greatest quarterback you've ever seen and stuff. So that kind of stuff, I, I I pay very little mind to. The Drew Brees thing, I do pay a lot of attention to. Drew Brees is literally you have two people in for a job interview. They've answered your want ad. Mm-hmm. That's how you do it back in the day. You're sitting behind a desk. You're the boss. Two candidates come in for the job. They both want the job. You interview them both, and then you choose. It's not well. We think we like. We're it's just different. Both these guys are asking you, hire me. Yeah. And you chose Dante Culpepper, and you bypassed Drew Brees. Should have used Indeed. Should have used Indeed.com. So they have a lot more options
5: to really find the right candy. And I,
8: I wonder if that really sticks in the, in the craw of Dolphins fans after last night.
5: It cuts me deep. I was there... I shook Drew Brees' hand when he walked through the locker room. I was rehabbing something. You know, I was always hurt somewhere. And I shook Dante Culpepper's hand. I was in the facility the day that they brought the guys in. Then we picked Pep. I was excited. But I should have been more excited for the little bitty white dude.
8: I mean, they missed. They missed. They and you wonder how different
5: my career could
8: have been. I'm, I'm getting personal I'm now. not even lying. My career could have been different. I'm not, here. Here's why. It could have been worse, I think, my career. Because... I believe LeBron and Wade and Chris Bosh teamed up together because there was a dearth of excitement in this market when it came to sports. But if the Miami Dolphins were perennial winners, I'm not certain the big three would have been received the way that it was received. And therefore, Levitard doesn't blow up. And Izzy Gutierrez, Mike Wallace is going to join us. Like, all these tentacles that came from that. I'm telling you, so much stuff is different if Drew Brees comes here. Like, you're talking about a completely different sports landscape, right? Because he doesn't come here and do what Dante Culpepper did. You know, I, no. I know you can you can always do the, the argument, well, did they have the same kind of pieces that uh, New Orleans had and he wouldn't have had Sean Payton? And so, like, listen, Drew Brees is in the argument of best quarterbacks ever. And they were saying on Good Morning Football today, or it was Get Up, one of the two, where they were saying, Sands two plays. Remember the Minnesota miracle that uh, Kirk Cousins threw at the end of that Saints game where the Saints were going to the Super Bowl, and uh, the past interference last season that caused a rule change. Like, he could have three Super Bowl rings and be talked about the way that Brady is talked about, and now with the numbers and whatnot. So, even if they didn't have the same personnel as New Orleans and the same coaching staff or whatnot. Like Drew Brees, like you, you would have had a completely different sports landscape in Miami.
5: Perennial pl- uh, playoff team. Perennial playoff Cause, team. Because you wouldn't have had to go get John Beck. You wouldn't have to do all that. You could have added pieces. You would you have added pieces. That's and, exactly it. And the context of it, I'm going the other way than what you said. Where. Dante Culpepper was proven to be washed. We saw last night Drew Brees was not washed. He's not washed right now, and he's going to continue to play well. Dante Culpepper's retired. I saw Dante golfing a couple weeks ago. He is retired, sitting up on the hill enjoying his wife and
8: his kids and his money. Drew Brees would still be your quarterback if if all things went according to plan, and I would imagine they would have. And Nick Saban's probably still your head coach. Which means, Mm. yeah, which means... Alabama's not a powerhouse. Now, I'm not kidding you. I'm I'm telling you the tentacles of this run so deep. See, I got selfish. I was just thinking about myself. You're going deep. Alabama is not a college powerhouse cuz Nick Saban doesn't end up there. And so, the University of Miami has six more national championships. Well, that I I really couldn't figure. I tried this morning to to map that out. I I, I don't know. I tried to map that one out. That one didn't work. That was way... Damn, Al Golden got in the way. (laughs) I couldn't get that one to work, but it would really, like, it would be so different today. One... And, I, and I've said this a million times. You know, life, You know, if you want to talk in a grander uh, spectacle, life is a series of decisions, right? I made a decision to go to University of Miami. If I had gone to Ithaca, where I was planning on going, my entire life is different. I don't yeah. meet my wife. I don't have the kid that I have now. I mean, every little thing that you do is a
5: huge um, change. The butterfly effect.
8: The butterfly effect. And... You look back at who was in charge, and I'm guessing it was, I I know we've heard different stories. It was the training staff's decision or the team physician's decision or Nick Saban's decision. I, I don't know who you actually point to, but I know that whoever made the final decision, had they chosen Drew Brees and not Dante Culpepper, so many things would be different right now.
5: I feel deep in my heart, and I will ride this out until the day I die. I don't care how many stories come out. That's Nick Saban. Ultimately. He's a dictator.
8: Like, that, You know what? He's not. Yeah, you, you're 100% right. He's not deferring to someone else. So, well, I like them both, so uh, Dr. Bob, you get to choose. I know uh, Dr.
5: Connell. I know Troy Mauer, who's still there. I know Nahisa. The guys you see on the sideline that run up when Dolphins get hurt, those are the same guys over there. Kevin O'Neill. I think he's at FAU or FIU now. He's at somewhere down here. I know all the trainers there. I'll tell you in my heart, I know Nick Saban's not listening to them when they tell him who to draft. And the story that I believe that I've heard a number of times, not just in the media, but from other people that were around that facility, the story that Saban stood up and said, give me the big guy and slammed his hand on the table, I believe that story with the deep depths of my heart. That was a Nick Saban decision. He's
8: doing that, obviously, with uh, hopefully input from the training staff and whatnot, but ultimately. Now, for Nick Saban, it didn't work out that badly. Went on to be the greatest college football coach of all time. Now, maybe he would have been the next Bill Belichick in the NFL. Who knows? But for Nick Saban, it didn't turn out that bad. But that decision changed the entire fortune of an organization.
5: NFL and college football. Changed, yeah. i with you
8: on that. Changed the landscape of the NFL and specifically down here yeah. and college football as a whole because Nick Saban never ends up in Alabama amazing Damn, so you watched that last night and I wonder if dolphins fans were having the same reaction that I was you know which was just kind of like based on one Decision. Those numbers could have been ours. And then I started thinking to myself, and I I never had time to get into the production studio because I was eating downstairs. But I I started to think, because I listened to the New Orleans radio call last night of him breaking the record. And then I started to think to myself, well, what would it have sounded like if Jimmy Cephalo had done it? And it would have sounded boring. You know what? I I thought about going into the production studio. He would
5: have changed their outlook on football if Cephalo was yelling touchdown breeze every single week since 06 he would have been a lot more energetic. I don't know
8: do you have uh, Bob Greasy saying oh no do we have that anywhere? I, I'll just do one off the top of my head here. Because it absolutely would have been an oh-no situation. Bob Greasy doesn't know when things are right and wrong, good and bad. And he just seems to to blurt out oh-no. Uh, at any time that there's something big going on. I believe during the Miami Miracle, he blurted out oh-no. I think during the uh, the fake field goal this season, he blurted out oh-no. And and we kind of surmised that maybe he takes that as a, a positive. Yeah. yeah. Oh-no. Yeah. Great. Like It's Great a weird. Oh no. It's weird. Do we have Bob Grease? We don't have Bob Greasy's. oh no. All right, we'll get it late. Can we get it for later?
7: Yeah, we'll get it. I mean, I could just play random highlights. We're bound to come up on a couple uh, ad-libs from just Bob
8: find, Nah, just find his oh no.
5: So before Drew Brees gets to New Orleans in 2006, he throws 53 touchdowns. He's at 541 right now. The next team that he was on, he would have thrown 488 touchdowns for that team. I mean, it's staggering. No, th- Because st- what are year facts. was it? Oh 06. six. 06, My second year. So since that decision, he has thrown thirteen four, years ago. He's thrown 488 touchdowns. Let's say they have to rebuild. He would have thrown 430 more touchdowns as a Miami Dolphin starting quarterback. Yes, yes, I'm, I'm,
8: I'm on that train. Hawk. Everything's really different. Am.
5: Everything's different. I'm on that train. You
8: may not. I'm not even kidding you. You may not be doing radio right now. Because you may have made an additional $18 million in your career. Why
5: are you going to do that to me? Why are you going to put that in my head this early in the show?
8: Trust me, I fantasize all the time about you never having gotten into radio. I was just telling Rashad Butler in the hallway, I'm trying to run Crowder out of here. I
5: don't know if you're a joker, but I'm taking everything as a joke here, so I'm going to ride with you on it. It's
8: amazing. it's amazing to me how different <laughs> yes. everything, everything would be. Let's get headlines uh, from our friend here, Alejandro Solana, who wasn't even born. How old were you in 2006? I was 12. Wow. Mm. Your entire sports fandom is different. It's another reason to hate Nick Saban. I mean, it really is. If you say it's his decision, and I, I buy into what you're saying there. Yeah. He wasn't. That's the most important decision of his. The, the beginning of his tenure. That's the most important decision. Who's going to be my
5: quarterback? It's why he went back to college. Yep, because he, he chose wrong. And he couldn't hit on the quarterback. And he knew at that moment, I did. That was a wrong, wrong decision, and I can't move forward from this. Damn, eighteen million. You think I'd have had eighteen more million?
8: I think he might have had more. Man. Don't do that, to- All right, what do you no, got, Solana? Oh, no. No, no. Oh, you got oh, no, no? no? All right, this is how, uh, this is here's Jimmy Cephalo's call. Breeze lines up in the shotgun. Do I sound at all like Jimmy Cephalo? Do I sound like I had a couple glasses of wine? Uh, upscale, classy one. I'm not saying that he drinks a lot. I'm saying he's very snooty. You know, guys will sit in the booth, they'll drink a beer. I remember growing up, Harry Carey would have a beer, you know, Bud Light in the, uh, in the booth. Jimmy Cephalo's more of a... Uh, yeah,
5: yeah, cab, too.
8: Yeah, <laughs> a very rich cab. No white Zinfandel. Drew Brees lines up in the shotgun. Nick Saban pacing the sideline. Longest tenured coach since Don Shula. Marty Booker in his 20th season, wide out to the right. Justin Peel, 11-time Pro Bowl, tight end to the left. Now, I, here comes the touchdown. You just have to scream all over me, and then yeah. and then Bob Greasy will blurt out, oh, no. Breeze takes the snap. has the air on top of the record. He, he, does, he, does he have it? Is that a, re- is that a touchdown? He might, have the, he might have a record. Oh, no. So maybe it's better that it didn't. <laughs> Maybe it's better. Do we have do we have dream
5: sounds like <laughs> <inaudible> he would have played better because he would have been confused if touchdowns were good or bad.
8: Marty Booker in his twentieth season, Justin P. eleven time Pro Bowl tight end to the left. And then at the end there, you didn't really know what happened. I thought we I thought we nailed the broadcast. And then Bob Greasy comes running in with his oh no. Give me an oh no. Oh no. Yeah. What happened? Yeah, exactly. All right, what do, the, what do you have in the headline, Solana? The
7: Saints beat the Colts thirty four to seven on Monday night football. Drew Brees breaks Peyton Manning's what? career. When touch, did that happen? Touchdown record last night, giving him five hundred and forty for his career. He also went twenty nine of thirty, registering a ninety six point seven completion percentage, also a record.
5: That's more difficult than the
8: touchdown record. <laughs>
5: Bro, he threw the ball 30 times and one of them touched the ground.
8: Did you see the one incomplete pass? <laughs> yes,
5: they did. He was got. right at the
8: beginning of the game, and he just he just missed through an easy screen. <laughs> yeah, Like, I, I mean, he should have been 30 for 30.
5: <laughs> he was locked in. Crazy. He was 12 of 12 to Michael Thomas.
8: Unbelievable. Twelve that Michael of Thomas, 12. man.
5: If you throw the ball anywhere around him, he's coming down
7: with it. Good God. All right, what else you got? The Miami Heat. Now 19-8, and they lose 118-111 to in Memphis. They'll be in Philadelphia tomorrow night, 7 p.m.
8: All right, we're going to talk with uh, Mike Wallace from Grizzlies.com in the next segment when we uh, do 15 minutes of heat. The Florida Panthers, they ended their three-game
7: losing skid. They beat Ottawa 6-1 to last yes, night. Yes,
8: Panthers needed that. As you know, I considered last night to be a must win.
5: Oh, no! <laughs>
8: yeah! <laughs> Congratulations, Heat. Oh, no.
5: Huh? Oh, no.
7: What? They host Dallas on Friday. The Mavericks ended the Bucks' 18-game win streak, 120-116 to in Milwaukee. No Luka Doncic, by the way.
8: That was impressive. That was in Milwaukee? I thought it was in Dallas. In Milwaukee. It was in Milwaukee. Yeah. Mm.
7: Tonight, Kane's hoops play at Temple to late game, 9 30
8: PM oh, on no. The Joe. Yeah. It's such a weird <laughs> thing to say, isn't it? When this is not a joke. Bob Greasy on the Dolphins Radio Broadcast, when something goes well, he has a proclivity to exclaim. Oh no. That's not made up. No, that's that's what he really does.
5: But maybe it's just a switch up, man.
8: Right. It's the switch up.
5: Cause oh no, should be a down. Oh, no. But he gives you an upbeat oh no. Maybe we should find something opposite where it's a, a, a nasty term, but we say it, a good term, we say it low because <laughs> you say something nasty. Go right. to hell. There you go. You say it go about- to hell.
1: <laughs> oh, no. That'll about do it for tonight. I am Dan Day coming up at 9 o'clock pregame for the Canes basketball game against Temple. Right here on 560 The Joe, you've been listening to the best of The Joe Show. Later, slug!
0: Celebrate and save at Ashley's Anniversary Sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of colors starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep Mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing. Only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment down payment tax and delivery may be required see store for details